0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision As we do on a Tuesday, always so good to get an update on breaking news as it's happening out of the nation of Israel and throughout the Middle East. Ron Ross has been scouring the headlines once again for us and back to join us for an update. Ron, welcome back. Good morning, Neil. Ron, last week we were right on the verge of the big deal-of-the-century peace plan for Israel and the Palestinians and the Middle East. Now, Iran is working with Hamas and Islamic Jihad against the Trump-Middle East peace deal. What are the headlines saying?
1: The new leader of Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard goods force phoned Ismail Haniyeh of Hamas and Islamic Jihad Ziad Nakala to stress Iran's support for opposition to the U.S. deal of the century. The plan was announced on January 28, and Iran's Quds Force Commander Ishmael Ghani is now moving to bolster Palestinian resistance. The reported Iran's Tasnim and Mia News Media appears to be the first major act of Ghani after he took over from Qasem Soleimani in early January. The U.S. killed Soleimani in a January 3 airstrike in Iraq. Ghani had separate calls with Islamic Jihad and Hamas. In November last year, Israel killed a leading Islamic Jihad commander in Gaza. Iran is a major supporter of Palestinian Islamic Jihad, and Iranian Foreign Minister Mohammad Javed Zarif spoke to Nakeli twice after the November fighting. In the phone calls, Iran emphasized firm support for the Palestinians in their struggle against the Trump administration deal. It's doomed to failure. The US views the Iran National Guard as a terror group.
0: Well, as those discussions are continuing, Ron, the deal is ongoing. Of course, something that you don't resolve in a weekend. The Gulf states are uniting against Iran and the Arab League. So there's drama happening everywhere.
1: Yeah, when the peace The deal was revealed on January 28, there was a lot of hype about some Arab states being acceptable to the deal. These appeared to include Oman, Bahrain, the United Arab Emirates, and Saudi Arabia. The first three are states that have shown more warmth towards Israel in the last several years. For instance, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu visited Oman in 2018 and several other Israeli ministers have visited the UAE or planned to visit. Turkey's Recep Tayyip Erdogan hosted Hamas over the weekend to show he was standing against Trump. The Arab League meeting four days after the deal was announced rejected it in Cairo. The Arab League will not cooperate with the U.S. to execute the plan. The Palestinian Authority leader Mahmoud Abbas Saudi Arabia's foreign minister and the UAE's minister of state for foreign affairs was at the meeting. The national in the UAE notes that while the plan could lead to a Palestinian state, it's not one the Palestinians accept. America is saying they need to come to the negotiating table to finalize any kind of deal.
0: Uh, Just before we move on from here, Ron, your own thoughts, your own opinion on what's been happening because the Trump deal of the century here for a Middle East peace uh, resolution, it does create a pathway, but it's a very difficult one for the Palestinians to bow down to. It's uh, almost humiliating for the Palestinians. What are your thoughts on the way the deal is presented?
1: I think it's a a, a negotiating step, Uh, As a deal-maker, I don't think Trump ever presents a deal thinking it's going to be immediately accepted. He's willing to negotiate. But for the first time, there's an American president who acknowledges the biblical basis for Israel and is challenging the Palestinians to decide on peace or war. They make threats rather than make deals. And so I think he's holding them to account. And I know that yesterday... Prime Minister Netanyahu uh, was visiting with the leaders from Sudan and that's an amazing development and it's primarily because the Gulf states want to have a warm relationship with the United States and I think that's the key.
0: Yeah and of course uh, the whole world is watching and even now a Japanese naval destroyer has sailed for the Middle East as the US-Iran tension continues.
1: Yeah, Japan dispatched a Navy destroyer to the Middle East on Sunday for a rare overseas mission to help ensure the safe passage of shipping transiting the Persian Gulf, the Gulf of Oman and Bab el-Mandeb. One third of the world's seaborne crude and fuels pass from the Persian Gulf through the narrow Strait of Hormuz and into the Gulf of Oman on its journey to international markets. The Bab Helmandib is a model deck at the southern tip of the Red Sea for ships sailing to and from the Suez Canal. The Japan Maritime Self-Defense Force warship sailed from the Yokosuka Naval Base south of Tokyo for an information-gathering mission in the northern parts of the Arabian Sea and parts of the Gulf of Aden. Under the plan, Japan is sending about 260 maritime self-defense Force personnel with the destroyer and a pair of P three C reconnaissance aircraft, mainly for intelligence gathering.
0: Uh, Ron, another headline where the UN Palestinian refugee agency needs one point four billion dollars. They need that boost.
1: Yeah, the United Nations Relief and Works Agency, known as UNWA the special UN agency that deals specifically with so-called Palestinian refugees, appealed to the world at the weekend for a massive budget boost. Christian Saunders, the acting chief, said the UN has backed the billion billion call, claiming the pledges of support UNRWA received at the UN General Assembly in December was an overwhelming validation of the agency. The funds are needed to support the agency for the next 12 months. Of course, we know that President Donald Trump of the United States cut the U.S.'s $360 million contribution in 2018, uh, charging that the uh, agency was full of sexual misconduct, nepotism, retaliation and discrimination. So that'll be interesting. Mm,
0: Will. And, of course, uh, this is an interesting one that's in the Israeli headlines uh, because it's in uh, perhaps our headlines too here in Australia where we've had this dreadful bushfire season and uh, people coming to help us here in Australia from the US or from Canada. But there's also a group from Israel who's been in Australia fighting bushfires too. What's the story there, Ron? They're called
1: Smart Aid and quietly they've been here bringing technology And they've done it in the past to disaster sites in the Bahamas, Mozambique, Puerto Rico, Indonesia and northern Iraq for the past three years. SmartAid volunteers from Israel and Australia uh, were at work at Kangaroo Island with their local partner BlazeAid. A team of nine Israelis and two Australian volunteers with SmartAid we were among the first to enter Australia's Kangaroo Island to help locals affected by ongoing wildfires. The wildfires which hit Kangaroo Island looked like a scene from an apocalypse movie. The team drove through the fire trail in Kangaroo Island with burned trees, some still on fire. The earth was black and smoke filled the air, reported SmartAid Global Goodwill Ambassador Alethea Gold. The SmartAid team is working alongside the Australian Army, firefighters and local non-profit group BlazeAid to clear the rubble of burnt farmers and homes to help access routes and to rebuild livelihoods. They said we are here, shoulder to shoulder, helping our Aussie friends who lost everything in the fire.
0: Well, it's a very uh, humbling thing, isn't it, when you've got help coming from all over the world. Ron, appreciate you, honour you for all your dedication in bringing us the updated breaking news headlines each week as they deal with Israel and the Middle East. Appreciate you. We'll talk again next week, but thanks for being with us once again today on 2020.
1: Have a good day, Neil.